Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Gary Hall with Shrank Works out of Idaho. Gary, what is going on, man? How are you doing today? Happy Wednesday. Thank you very much. I am excited to actually be talking with you. Yeah, same here. We're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on here, Gary, you know, first, we want to give you the floor here and give you an opportunity to give the viewers a little perspective on how you would describe StrengthWorks and what you guys do. Sure. Um, StrengthWorks is the result of um, a lot of years of, uh, like most, um, I started out working in uh, open floor, traditional type gyms, did that years and years ago. I, uh, my own background, I was a competitive power lifter for a lot of years. So that, you know, you're, you're naturally in a lot of different gyms and you're meeting a lot of different people in the industry. And uh, I kind of just some, I, I never really meant it to be that way, but I kind of uh, worked my way into uh, working for a gym eventually, and then got into doing my own personal training. And so learned the gym business, uh, kind of the hard way, um, hard knocks kind of thing. Um, and so after doing that for a good number of years, it then lent some opportunities for me to uh, work as a rehab trainer in physical therapy. So I ended up doing traditional personal training and then uh, rehab for about 11 years, worked for three different private practices. And so a lot of that experience uh, kind of led me to the gym that I own now. And when I got out of working for physical therapy, I started to uh, I wanted to get back into traditional training. You know, when you're in that business long enough, um, not that it's depressing, but it, it does kind of wear on you after a while because you've got, it's not just hip replacements and knee replacements and back surgeries. You've got a lot of people dealing with strokes and uh, Parkinson's, MS, you name it. And, and so I kind of, after doing that for so long, I, I kind of wanted to get back into training people and the rehab kind of sort of planted a seed in me that when now if you really look at things longevity is becoming a very huge deal especially if you uh watch any of the podcasts from like andrew huberman for example these guys are deep into uh these right. fields and so combining training and seeing how beneficial strength training is in that field and having been in the rehab side of things i thought wow i can take both of best of both worlds best yeah. of both worlds Combined, yeah. and right so i i went to work for a company called the exercise institute that is here and he is That's an wonderful. offshoot from super slow i don't know if you're familiar with the super slow program that ken hutchins started back in the 80s but basically it's like a just as one small example, it's like a 10 second cadence, everything you're doing, whether it's a chest press, leg press, and so on, very, very, very slow uh, cadence movements with your lifts. So it was, the Exercise Institute had a little bit more of a clinical feel that I had gotten used to. So I kind of jumped ship went in with him, got hired by them and managed uh, a branch in Idaho that's uh, in Hayden Lake. Did that for about 10 years and then realized that um, it, it just was a little bit too confining. Super slow is a great, great tool, but it's a tool in the toolbox. And I really kind of wanted to get back to some other fundamental approaches to training and, uh, I just thought, well, I could use super slow as needed, use that experience as needed, and started Strength Works because Strength Works for me was a way to take all of my experiences and put it into one package. And all of my clients, um, it's pretty diversified. I mean, there's people that yeah are younger guys that are everything from wanting to put on weight for football to 
people that have osteoporotic issues, people that have had uh, other pre-existing issues, or they just want, they've never done it before and they, they want to get stronger. So all of those backgrounds have led into what StrengthWorks is now. I love that. I love that, Gary. And I, I think uh, I appreciate the, the, the explanation there. I think that it's going to serve the viewer as well to understand, you know, what StrengthWorks is and, and where you've come from. So thank you for that, Gary. Um, and let's kind of get started here with like the bare bones basic. You know, Gary, how many members are you serving currently? It varies. And you being in the field yourself, um, it's a constant two steps forward, one step back kind of thing, you know, with client yeah. bases. Some are, uh, I was taught years ago that you're, you know, you'll, you'll have a one third or fly by an ad. You'll have another third that kind of middle of the road and another third that are with you for life. And so my client base fluctuates with that understanding. So I would say I'm probably between me, uh, my brother works for me as well. Uh, and I have a uh, Pilates instructor that's, I've got a three room model in my studio. Okay. So um, she takes over a third of that. So top to bottom, um, I'm probably in around 75. It, it can be anywhere from 75 to hundred clients. Gotcha. That's fine. And, and so for you guys, Gary, I mean, very kind of curious, what's been the best practice to get new people through the door? You know, I have, I learned years ago, especially when you're talking about um, more of a private one-on-one approach. And of course there's time involved in that, but word of mouth has always been the number one um, receivership of clients for me. I, you know, I, I've said, if you do people right and you know what you're doing and, and people are benefiting from that, then those people come become billboards for you. Yes. And so both verbally and visually. And for me, that has always been the biggest gain. There is a certain amount of social media, uh, practice involved in that. That plays a factor. Um, Yeah when I was with the exercise Institute, we would do a lot of different, which they still do it to this day. Um, everything from newspaper to radio, you know, other forms of media to attract business. But when it was all said and done at the end of the day, for me, the majority, and I mean, I'm talking like 90% is word of mouth. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm in a position now where, you know, if you're starting a new business, and it's starting from zero and you're trying to bring people in, that's a different story. But yes, strength works was a transition. So I had already had years of, of acquired clients that were already Over. ready, waiting for that door to open. Exactly. So that's a, that's a different story there. And but if I, I was starting from, from ground zero, then I would probably be using, you know, to, at least to get seed clients, uh, I'd be using other forms of media, but today it really is word of mouth. Yeah. And I, well, I want to say, um, number one, I appreciate the clarification that, that you, that you're giving for the viewers to that. It's not like you're just starting out, right? It's not like you're a brand new facility where you're, you yeah. need versatility. And I understand that it's just like the concept of, of, of uh, a car salesman, right. Or anybody who has uh, been at a dealership or, or at a company for a long time, they don't have to grind for leads, even personal trainers, right? I was a personal trainer. Right. When you've right. been there for years, you don't have to do the cold calling. You don't have to right. hustle to get them through the door because they're just referring others. And because you've proved to your clients over and over again that you're good at what you do, you bring results, it's proven. And there's a big trust factor that's kind of alleviated when somebody can be like, oh, just go to Gary. And it's like, right. You're right. Yeah. He right, is good. Right. Yeah. And, and, then, so, and then just right. to add to that, though, yeah. I would say that, which I still is a big part of it is creating a, a referral source. So especially, you know, a lot of that I learned a lot of that when I worked as a trainer, strictly a trainer uh, in physical therapy, but you know, their referrals of course are coming from doctors typically um, yeah. even though they're in the phone book or even though there's other ways of people looking up when they need physical therapy, but typically it's, it's a physician referral for me it still sort of is. I've got a few doctors over the years that I've, I've created relationships with um, 
so there is that as well. And that's important to mention because if I was starting out, that is definitely an area that I would look into is, you know, what do I have to offer? What's the client base that I prefer to see? For example, if it's maybe, maybe it's elderly, maybe it's uh, people with pre-existing issues. So I would absolutely uh, look for a, and not be intimidated by it. Um, finding a, a physician referral source. It's yes. out there. I mean, they're, those guys, they, they really appreciate their patients being part of a strength program more than people might think or know. So it is a, a huge area to mine for trainers is yeah. go right towards the, the physicians. Yeah. And that's, or that's physical very, therapists. Yeah. And it, it's very undermined, I think. And I think that people just try to rely on, on what the, where the saturated uh, market is going, right? Which is all of these other routes that, that either social media tells you to do or that the old practices have told you to do. And I think it's a good point when you can find unique avenues to get people to be interested in what you're doing and get eyeballs on your business. So I love that, Gary. And I kind of want to move on to this next point here, which is, you know, I mean, you guys are nearing, you said around uh, uh, 75 to 100 clients, right? So I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all of these things were unlimited here. I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, Gary, but I mean, how much higher can you guys go? What's capacity going to look like for you guys? I'm myself personally, um, like I said, the trick is that even if you are at capacity, there's a certain degree of uh, natural loss that you're going to have. And some of it, it might not be necessarily lost. For example, in my case, um, living where we are in North Idaho, you know, the winters can be a little rough. So a lot of my clients, not a lot, I would say maybe 10% at the most uh, are snowbirds. So a lot of these people I train from say uh, May or June all the way into fall. And then I don't see them for six months. And then, so, you know, you have a certain degree of replacement that you're needing yeah. so to say that okay i'm at capacity is a tough is a tough thing to say because it is there's always a, a diminishing number depending on the on the time of year so it's a it's a a little bit of a game that you play yeah yeah because i, I think um uh, the attrition is inevitable right i think there's absolutely people think that i think there's a the natural attrition where like moving right moving right or, or you know let's say, yeah, having children. Or it could be finances. Yeah, exactly. It's inevitable. Those are things that, if that was the case, right. gyms would be packed out everywhere. You know what I'm saying? If there was never right. that natural churn rate, it's inevitable. So right. um, now with that being said, I mean, now with even 100 clients or so, or even 75 that you're at now, are you because I mean, you could probably have maybe the active clients, but there's probably people who are coming in and out, right? I mean, how do you manage tracking that i mean those metrics are difficult you know and, and with you know i know it's you, you said you have your brother who works with you as well but i mean to be a one two man three man show i mean how do you manage that right well it was a little it was a little different when i was with the exercise institute those were a lot of those um sessions were based on high intensity low duration time workouts so you've got say 20 minute periods um, but part of that, say like now my average is a 30 minute session with, which, you know, is probably pretty average. Um, some guys might go longer depending on the type of routine they're doing, but on average, say 30 minutes, part of that 30 minutes is always trying to find time to work out those logistics of, how they're doing, um, whether it be nutrition issues or whether it being uh, progressive issues. But I try to incorporate that um, at least a few times a month during that session where we're trying to make certain assessments with making sure. And, and I'm, I'm really old fashioned. I, I, the, when I was with Exercise Institute, they did everything by computer. So literally there would be a screen uh, a laptop screen set up in the training room and I would pull up that client and would have their entire profile. And part of that profile 
would be notes and and be ways of making assessments of how things went last time or maybe things we wanted to talk about that time but now i just do personally i do everything on paper now because the one issue i we had back then was sometimes the system would be down mm. and so i wouldn't have access to that information it was really neat to have everything a little more high tech and i have a computer uh, set up for that person but i did run into problems with that in in uh, as far as power went or if the system was down and so i kind of always said you know uh, if i ever do it over again myself i'm going back to paper and so i literally yeah. have a file on every one of my clients and so every single day um i have my client list and i have a file for that entire client list ready to go that I have prepared the night before. So when I start the day, those files are ready to go. So whether things need to be talked about nutritionally or as far as the workouts go, their progress, I can deal with it at that time during the workout. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, hundred percent. That's awesome. That is awesome. I love that. And I think, um, again, there's no wrong answers. I think that it's, it's unique to you. And I think that's great that you can still, manage it and, and and be efficient regardless well, it, does, of it, it, it definitely does there's no doubt about it it definitely does take extra time and i have to do it on my own time and be prepared um i have a certain amount of time every night that i put aside for my clients that that stack of clients that is going to be the next day i have to have that ready to go and because there's no time the next yeah. day i mean it's got to be ready to go that yeah. the next day. So a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so, you know, and I'm going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, Gary, but a good question in itself. Um, probably one of my favorite questions and it's, it's, like I said, a little longer winded, but just bear with me on this one. So, you know, um, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly. The first one being your lead generation, which is just marketing, getting people through the door. Your second one being your acquisition, which is your sales, converting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then your third being your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more with you in that process. So of those three, Gary, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Probably the first, even though I've said, you know, a big part of it is by word of mouth, but that doesn't mean that bringing in you know those clients can't be improved upon I, I would definitely say that part of it um the the second and third especially the third i would say um because i i would say because of the client base that i primarily see most of those clients are people that are it's it's they just it's not so much everyone wants to look better but most of my clients are people that have everything from pre-existing issues to that they just want to be stronger they just want some improvements in their everyday life um it, literally i and i think this is where i think things are really should go in terms of longevity because that's my at this point in my life I've been doing this for a long time and I'm kind of towards the tail end of this business. So longevity has become the more important thing for me. So it's that third point that you're asking um, is met because that's kind of a more important aspect for me is that these people are getting uh, literal feedbacks from week to week that to say, yeah, this is worth it. I'm, I am absolutely getting enough feedback that I can say, I absolutely want to continue this and I can see actual changes in my body. So that part has been probably my greatest emphasis because I think that that creates the greatest uh, return for those people business-wise. Um, but I would say that the, your first point is probably the, the area that I would probably would be most willing to want to improve on for sure 
and, and I will say this, Gary, I just want to say thank you for your honesty and transparency on that, right? I mean, you can put the success to the side, but still admit that, hey, like, I can still improve here. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that's a big perspective shift for the viewers. So Yeah, because so you're always you that, growing. Gary. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. I think a lot of people would see 100 clients and be like, oh, there's no more to really do there. But there is always more. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, um, I got two more questions for you here, Gary, my two favorite questions. You know, uh, what's the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish overall? It's the overarching goal. Well, like I said early on, I think at this point, you know, when I first got into the just lifting myself, I think for a, a lot of people, it maybe you're in your late teens and 20s and a lot of the you're ego-driven to to uh, of varying degrees, depending on the person, or it's sports-related. Um so, it, you know, especially in powerlifting, it was, there was a lot of ego involved in that. And after years and years of burning through all of that um, and spending so many years working in physical therapy, doing rehab, um, I've just gotten a greater and greater passion for the longevity aspect. So I would say from here on, I would love to be able to continue to broaden my ability to not only learn but but to help people um in that area because strength training um whether it's i mean there's so many so many great uh brilliant minded people that are in this field right now with longevity whether it's medicine uh the supplement industry um understanding biology and whether it be cold treatments um there's just I mean, we could talk all day on that but obviously i'm in the strength end of that so to be able to um utilize uh that part of it in my experience and my interest in how strength training could apply to greater expansions of longevity so whatever I can do and, and whoever I can hook up with, um, who knows what the future holds with that. It seems to be expanding more and more and more, but it would be in longevity. I would love to keep expanding in that direction for sure. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that, that is definitely the, the, where the industry is innovating towards. I can agree 100%. And so one last question for you, Gary, my favorite question of, of, of the day. You know, Gary, if you could go back in time to when you first started Strength Works, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, Jim. What would that advice be for you? Um, probably to not really sweat the small stuff so much, um, because when you venture out on your own. Um, Confidence can be a huge part of that. So I would probably spend more time trying to convince myself to trust my own personal experience more um, and to be okay with that, relax into that, not be so worried about it, and to just, just to trust it, to trust that all my years of experience um, is enough to create the opportunity to be successful. I think we get so caught up um, kind of stepping into the unknown. It's so easy just to work for somebody. Uh, but as far as the gym business goes, if you can find a niche that you're passionate about um, and you've got enough experience under your belt, just to trust that and be okay with it. And, and because, you know, you know how, when you look back, you look back and you say, God, man, that everything really ended up working out. Okay. Every but time to, to tell yourself that early on is hard to convince yourself of that at the time. But when you look back, when you're already forward, you see, wow, you know, I, I wish I would have maybe enjoyed it more and not been so fearful about everything that, you know, I was afraid of happening, but trusting yourself, you look back and you think, God, yeah, that worked out okay. That'd probably be it. 
Gary, that was a mic drop of an answer. If I could throw this thing on the floor right now, I would, man. But <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Here. But listen, it is a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Gary. Yeah. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you may have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? The best is really uh, strengthworks at gmail.com. If anyone has any questions, or that is, uh, we're on Facebook uh, and all that, but. Uh, that's really the the best. Uh, if they're going to catch me, the easiest and fastest it would be uh, just through the Gmail account. Gotcha. Okay, I appreciate that. And 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 so, um, what I want to say here is, everyone, thank you. <laughs> and uh, if you don't mind sticking around here, Gary, I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, and then uh, we'll kind of just I'll let you know how you're going to get the podcast after. Absolutely. Right. Awesome. Yep. And to everybody who didn't tune in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Nadine from Cheshire Pilates out of Cheshire, Connecticut. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Great, thanks. I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about your studio. Before we dive into the business side of what you have going on, just give us a little bit of background here, Nadine. You know, what was it that made you decide to open up this studio? Um, the reason I decided to open up my studio is because I um, was injured, actually, and my back, my L4 and my L5 was fractured, and I was trying to find something that really helped me, and Pilates is what I found. And so I really dived into it, um, started to get my certification, started working at different studios, and then eventually up to, opened up my own studio, Cheshire Pilates. Okay, awesome. So realistically, this is something that really impacted you, you saw great results from, and so you wanted to help other people see those results as well. So you opened your own studio. So give us your elevator pitch of Cheshire Pilates, who you are, what services you have to provide, um, kind of paint a picture for our listener here. Absolutely. Yeah, my studio is a great little studio. There are only six reformers, so I have small class sizes, which, you know, really pays attention to the detail for everybody. Um, again, I, I really like to focus on injuries. I've worked with people with Parkinson's, with MS, uh, scoliosis, uh, fused discs, so I've worked with a lot of that kind of thing. I also do private lessons, not only just the classes, um, for those that need the extra help as well. Um, and we do have a couple of services at the studio too. We have a nutritionist in there and we have a personal trainer in there too. So we have a few different things going on. Also acupressure too. Wow. So <laughs> very, very busy. Um, now kind of talk to us a little bit about the membership piece of your studio. Um, you know, if I was somebody interested in coming in, what kind of memberships do you have available for me? Is it kind of a per class basis? Do I purchase a block of sessions? Do I pay monthly? What options you got available? Yeah, absolutely. I do everything on a package base. So I basically have, you can just do a one class, so you could just drop in or a one private lesson, or you can do the five packs, 10 packs, or 20 packs. So I have a few different options of what packages you can buy. Okay. Um, which one would you say is kind of your most popular? Um, the most popular I would say was is the 10 pack. So for the five, 10, and 20 packages, um, the classes themselves expire in three months. So if you're coming once a week, a 10 pack is a great one to do. 
If you want to come twice a week, the 20 pack is the way to go. Um, and your five packs, your flexible one, if you're kind of like all over the place and just want to come to a class here or there. Um, the private lessons do the expiration last longer. So I definitely get a popular 20 pack with my private lessons because they don't expire for eight months. So people like to take advantage of that so that they can come for a long period of time and then get another one. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with the idea of, um, with the idea of the class packs, what was the, um, expiration on the, the class ones, like the, the smaller one, uh, like the, the 10 pack or whatever it was. All the packages, 5, 10, and 20, all expire in three months. Okay. And do you find that people use them quicker than that usually or no? Sometimes, yeah. It depends on the person um, and if they're doing other things, if, you know, if they're incorporating Pilates once a week and doing something else, or they'll buy the 20-pack if, if Pilates is their, their main source of toning and abdominal work. Okay. Have you ever considered the idea of doing like month, like have a monthly option for those people that are doing this kind of as their main focus? Cause I think that the idea of monthly is not only good for our clients cause it holds them accountable, but it's good for your business cause that's guaranteed revenue coming in every month. Yeah, absolutely. I thought of it, but I think because we are such a small little niche studio, it's really hard to do membership kind of stuff. Uh, so we do kind of focus more on just the packages. Yeah. Why do, why do you feel like it, like what makes it hard being that you guys are smaller? I would love to hear your perspective there. Um, I think, you know, with memberships, you know, maybe we might not get as many memberships and we have people who are more fluid that kind of, you know, some people coming in, some people coming out um, into our classes. So it's, and with only six spots, it's not very, um, you know, there's not a lot of spaces to fill. So therefore, you know, the packages have really worked for me. Um, and in general, memberships tend to be like a cheaper, cheaper cost. So people get this monthly fee where it's cheaper. And for a small studio, we just, I think, can't afford something at a cheaper level. So the package costs really work better for us as a business. Yeah. And so my question is like, for example, if I came in and I bought like a 10 pack, how frequently do you see that that person will buy another 10 pack? Like are most of your clients, are you retaining them and they're buying pack? Absolutely. After pack? Yes. They'll buy pack after pack. And I think okay. instead of the monthly membership where maybe they, they don't say like, Oh, I might not come in. It's like the 10 pack. They're like, Oh, I have to use this once a week. And then they'll buy another one and buy another one. So I think that's definitely a great way for them to continue their packages and continue to come in. Um, as opposed to the monthly, I think sometimes people get lost with like, Oh, I'm paying a monthly I can I'm gonna come in but then you know miss a few and stuff like that okay um so I I think that 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 makes sense um I always like to hear you know why people do things a certain way because I think that it's always valuable for the the people listening to the show here yeah absolutely so do you guys, is it Matt or Reformer or both that you do? Um, so we, we focus on Reformer. I also do have the Pilates chairs and the Cadillac for private lessons, but I do incorporate Matt as well. Um, sometimes I'll warm up with a 15 minute Matt Pilates and then go right onto the Reformers after that. Okay. Um, so uh, with that, how many clients or how many members do you have? Um, that's a great question. Um, I'd say there's at least 50 people fluctuating in and out of the studio um, per week. Okay. Around there, some private, some class people. Yeah, is that a spot where you feel pretty comfortable, Nadine, or are you guys in a position where you would like to take on more clients? Um, I definitely could take on more clients. There are spaces in the classes. Um, you know, we definitely can get a filled class with six people, but sometimes there's a few classes with only three, four or five, which I'd love to fill those spaces. Um, and then private clients as well. I have a, uh, about four instructors and um, there's definitely some private spots that are open right now uh, that, um, you know, some of my instructors are just, you know, waiting, hoping that there's going to be a private client for them. Yeah. So talk to me about that growth process a little bit. You know, I feel like for 90% of the people that I've talked to in this industry, 
our biggest struggle is like getting new clients, whether we're training clients for Pilates, we're training people CrossFit like me or something even more niche and specific. Um, that's the hardest thing. So what are you guys doing to find new private clients, to find new, um, you know, class or, you know, group clients? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we send a newsletter out every month. We have a lot of people who sign up into the newsletter um, through our website. Um, also through Facebook, I try to do a lot of Facebook posting. Um, we are running an open house right now on October 2nd. So that's a little bit of a, um, a two hour, you know, get to know each part of our, you know, 20 minutes of acupressure, 20 minutes of Pilates, 20 minutes of nutrition, so that people can get a little feel of what is going on with our uh, studio. Um, that is $25, our open house on October 2nd. So that's a, we're, you know, trying to promote that on Instagram and Facebook and um, putting it out on like the community forums in the area and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a really good idea to kind of get people in the front door. Um, Absolutely. Now, with the idea of um, the, uh, with the idea of the events, the promos, the things like that, that's going to generate word of mouth. And in this industry, we like word of mouth because it's free. So if people are talking about, about us, it means that we have a pretty cool service and um, that says a lot. But when it comes to kind of predicting that growth and being able to tell our trainers like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll get you a personal training client this month. We really can't predict it at all. It's a little bit tricky. Um, you mentioned that you kind of utilize social media as well. Mm -hmm. um, and in this industry today, that's the number one way for us to grow our business is really through social media because um, we're living in such a digital world. So talk to us about your presence on social media. What kind of things are you guys doing to generate new clients um, on your on your platform? Um, you know, twice a year, I like to offer um, a discount. I do like a 15% discount. So I try to send that out on the platforms, usually August and March. I feel like those are the most popular times because... Um, people are either getting into in August, they're getting into the fall to get like started with a new program again. And then in March, that springtime, I feel like are two very big times to um, really get those people in. Um, of course, the winter and summer are always the slower times I feel. Um, so that those are a little bit more difficult times, but um, yeah, the discounts, um, just, you know, videos I post on social media as well, just to show people what Pilates is all about. Um, stuff like that, I would say discounts, videos, uh, just to post, just to, you know, be like, hey, you know, miss yeah. you guys, or just what's going on in our newsletter every month or something like that. Yeah. So the posts that you're doing, are they organic or are you guys doing sort of like an ad campaign on Facebook? Um, like what sort of method are you utilizing? Um, the, the open house one right now we're doing as an ad campaign. Um, but the other ones I usually just do organic. Like if I'm just posting a video or just posting um, the discount, I'll just put it right up on there. Okay. And so for your ad campaign, um, are you utilizing the boosting feature or are you in like Facebook ads manager kind of creating that campaign? I did do the boosting feature. I think it was $25 or $30 um, for that open house. Yeah, I did. I did cool. do the boosting feature. Yeah. So what I found is, um, you know, in, in Facebook, it's very, very interesting because I didn't know this before I started playing around with it myself. Uh -huh. In Facebook, there there's the feature to boost, but there's also a feature to run an ad campaign, and they're not the same thing. And I always yes. thought they were. So when we boost a post, it's kind of it's it's not the same because boosting a post helps us get more likes, help us get more people to see our page, and it kind of acts as like overall brand awareness, which is great. But with the ad campaign, we're actually it actually equals like leads. So it will target that specific client that you're looking for. If your client avatar is ladies age 35 to 50, you can really target that specific demographic and people who don't already see you on their Facebook page, it will start popping up for them. 
And I didn't know that there was a more direct approach than boosting. I spent a lot of money boosting posts and didn't see a ton of success. When I started the other way, that's when I started seeing more, um, more success. So just like a little bit of, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, something that most of us don't know because we just, yes. but, and that boost button pops up every single time that we want to post something on our business page. Right. Right. Um, just to hit that button is pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so next question that I have for you, Nadine, and I think there's just as much value in us talking about the stuff that's working really well as there is ta talking about like the stuff that's challenging and that, that we're trying to figure out. And so for you, what would you consider to be the biggest business related bottleneck that you guys are working on within the business? Um, you know, the biggest challenge I feel like is keeping people because unfortunately, you know, I think uh, fitness is the one thing that people will give up pretty quickly. Um, if for any reason, you know, financial reasons or they're slacking or, you know, whatever it is, um, I feel like that's a hard one. So I think a lot of the follow-up is definitely important, calling those clients, seeing where they are, like, hey, where'd you go? And uh, that that definitely helps retain and, and bring them back in sometimes. Yeah, um, I think that um, keeping our members engaged, uh, no matter what line of this industry we're in, that's always going to be a pretty big challenge for us. There are things that we can do, and it sounds like you already offer some nutrition support, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the more how I look at it is the more value that we're providing to our client, um, the better success that they're going to see and the more engaged they're going to be if they're seeing success. For sure. um, and so kind of you offer the nutrition. Um, are there any other kind of add ons and, and things that you feel really help you in that area? Um, you know, we do offer the acupressure too, which I think is really important. Uh, these days, everyone's stress and anxiety is, you know, really high. And, uh, I think that helps as well to realize that there's a, you know, a detox kind of part of it along with the exercise and the nutrition. Yeah, I think that that's really neat. Something that I don't really know too much about. Um, but if it helps our clients, see success, then of course we want to off, we want to have that available. Um, and I think, you know, really offering that one-on-one -on -one style of training to, for your clients who maybe have a specific goal, maybe there's somebody like yourself, who's really recovering from a back injury or whatever it might be. If we can offer them that additional level of service, um, to help see that success, it does help them, you know, stick around in the long haul. So, um, Final kind of juicy loaded question that I like to ask here on the podcast is, um, you know, what if I handed you a magic wand, Nadine, and I said, all right, all your dreams, all your goals for your business had come true. You've reached them all. What would that picture look like for you? Um, you know, I, I always picture I, I run about 12 classes a week. It would be my dream if they were filled most of, you know, all of you know, obviously a hundred percent filled, but even if there was only one space every single time, that would be amazing. Um, if I could get private clients, I always say like, um, 40 hours a week in the studio happening, that would actually be fantastic. We probably maintain about 30 to 35 right now. Um, so if I could get a couple of those private slots filled, like that would just make my day for sure. Um, yeah, if those two things were going on, since my studio is so small, I think that would really, uh, that would really benefit for sure. Yeah. And so in order to kind of make that happen, what do you feel like it's vital for you to really focus on right now? Um, again, the, you know, social media, the follow-up with the clients and, you know, focusing on the open house and getting, getting the word out there. Word of mouth is always a great one too. I mean, that's a huge, uh, a huge one for sure. So I think a lot of the clients are helping to promote the open house to get people in, which is always a good, a good thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so also like to follow up with that, you know, by having some more clients in the one-on-ones by filling out those group classes and kind of like making it so there's not a ton of open space, you have some more, you know, guaranteed monthly revenue coming in. What would that do for the business and for you as a whole? 
Um, you know what? It would be fantastic. You know, I have a couple teachers who are really looking for more hours, you know, helping them at home just with their lives. And then also for me and maintaining my house and my bills, um, you know, it would just be huge to, you know, get more people in the studio and help out the, the community, you know, with my instructors and myself and everybody. Absolutely. You know, the more people that we can help, the better, but also like, it's okay to be a little selfish here for a second and look at, okay, well, what would this do for me and my family, but more importantly, my employees and their families as well. What additional opportunities am I able to present them with? We want to create, um, an opportunity for them to make money and make a living and be able to pay their bills and not be something that they have to do on the side just because, um, so I'm really excited to see how you're able to kind of continue to grow and scale. You've been very successful for the past, what, 17 years, right? 17 years. Yeah. Um, And I think what's, what's really, really important here is just that you're continuously focused on what can I do to enhance and be better and and learn new things. And so I really, really appreciate that about you, Nadine. Um, What's something that you wish somebody had told you when you first opened up your studio? Oh man. (laughs) Um, I wish someone had told me that it doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) Um, I wish someone kind of maybe told me about a lot of the challenges that do happen. Um, you know, maybe some of those things like following up with people and, you know, that instructors come in and out sometimes. So you have to like keep up on hiring new people and, you know, following through. Um, I think those would be the things that I would hope that someone would have told me maybe when I started. Okay. I like that. Um, I think that we do have to have patience in this industry. Yes. A roller coaster. When and to hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It will happen. <laughs> keep, keep pushing. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It is a roller coaster. Tons of highs, tons of lows, tons of twists, yes. tons of turns. But um, the payoff is well worth it, knowing that we get to change so many people's lives. So absolutely. Uh, Nadine, thanks for being here today, for sharing your insights um, on the industry and listeners. We thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, uh, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, um, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Delilah with Love Fix. Delilah, what is going on? Happy Wednesday. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. It's the first day of school for everybody over here. So we're back on that routine mindset. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So, Look, Delilah, we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And before we dive in to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Love Fix here, you know, first, we want to give the viewers or give you an opportunity to give the viewers a little perspective on how you would describe Love Fix and what you guys do in your own words. I feel like Love Fix is really innovative and forward thinking in the way we help our clients. We tell everybody we're not traditional gym, we're a transformation training facility, which means that we're obviously focused on your goals. 
we're results driven. So what that means is we're going to focus on nutrition first, primarily as a source of transformation. Um, so everybody's on our online coaching platform. And then people have options to train in person, either a personal training or a small group setting. Um, I feel like that was the best strategy to get people to change their perceptions on um, the daily that has to happen to transform because everybody wants results, but realistically, a lot of people go to the gym all the time and never get the results they want. A hundred percent. I love that. Such a great explanation and, and very thorough. And I love, I love how you say it, it's meant for, for transformation. It, that kind of takes away the intimidation. I think it appeals a specific group of people, which I'm, I'm really glad that you're able to understand that you have that community, that culture, that is driven by transformation and not just driven by, you know, looking a certain way or being whatever it may be. So I, I love that. I love that. And so Delilah kind of diving right into it, you know, um, how many members are you serving currently? Um, I would say on our online platform, maybe roughly around a hundred throughout the year. Of course, like anything, because we're uh, contract driven, from three to six to one year, um, people fall off, people add on, and it's always an up and down around that number. Gotcha. And so, you know, I think it's different for everybody, but for you specifically, right? I mean, being that you're online, you're kind of a hybrid. Um, what's been your best method to get new people through the door or interested at the least? Um, so my partner is my own nutrition coach. And um, so I guess I, I want to tell you a little bit of backstory on how sure. we came together. So I was a personal trainer starting a bodybuilding uh, and journey. And um, I did bodybuilding for two years prior meeting Coach Medi, which is my own trainer, business partner now. Um, coach Medi is a very methodical, detailed nutrition coach. Um, once I saw how powerful it was for me to transform my own self, I knew that bringing him on my own business would just um, exponentially grow people's mindsets on how to transform. So we partnered up in 2020, the pandemic year, and uh, we built our first gym 2021 and our second 2022, which is this year. But um, with that being said, wait, what was the question? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no worries. What, what's been that best method to get new people yeah. through the door interested? So Coach Medi has 20,000 followers on social media. <laughs> Coach Medi yeah. is an Olympian, soon to be Olympian. Um, he's a pro bodybuilder and he made me a pro bodybuilder in a year. That's where I was going with that story. So he's wow. so good at what he does. If you put in the work and put your heart and soul into that daily practice, you will transform not only your physique, but your mindset and um, just everything about your whole life will change because you are able to commit to something and discipline yourself for that long of a period. So my own transformation is proof that my whole life changed because I committed to something that was really hard. And um, with him being my partner now, we get to just amplify to everybody else, our, our own coaching clients, that if you just dedicate yourself and not quit, you'll get there eventually. And his whole journey, he started at 120 pounds. He's around 220 pounds with ear muscle and like 2% wow. body fat all year. This guy's an elite mindset. So being next to him was really, really awesome because it's energy transfers. You know what I mean? We are going yeah. through this as much as our clients are going through it we struggle just as much as our clients are struggling but we're just on a different level than our clients and that's how we bring everybody up so our whole uh basis of bringing in more clients is the fact that coach medi has an awesome online following so again our advertisement is very low because people just gravitate towards his messages Two, he has two supplement stores, one on each location. So what I mean by that, we have uh, a gym facility in Gilroy, and he has a supplement store in Gilroy, Max Muscle. And then we have a training facility in Santa Cruz, and he has a Capitola facility or Max Muscle over there. So when people come into supplement stores, they're already having to have a certain goal in mind. And in that case, it's an easy bridge for us to bridge in our training and our nutrition services as well. So we can have people in the supplement stores like 100 people a day, and we'll be able to close at least one or two, just depending on the time is right for them, right? At least I love leave. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. 
And it's always an asset when you can have a community, right? A following like that. That's, that's huge. And, and such a great person like your coach there. I think that's awesome when, when you can feel how genuine they are. Cause that's really what the, the energy is, right? It's how authentic they are. And it's that contagious energy, right? Sometimes you have it. Sometimes you don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's a blessing, right? So I love that. I love that Delilah. And so kind of curious here too. I mean, if you guys are at like a hundred or so currently, I mean, I know obviously online, it's kind of hard to, to gauge this, but just kind of curious to see your answer. I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things are unlimited here. I mean, how much higher can you guys go from a hundred? So we're currently um, striking a deal with golds. <laughs> so golds, obviously, you know, it's the bodybuilding Mecca. And the fact that we're two pro bodybuilders in a very small town is actually a good strategy for us in that sense as well. So marketing wise. So we're trying to build that clientele base as much as we can handle because it's energy based. So because you're coaching somebody, it's not obviously it's a program that they follow, but a lot of times it's it's uh, energy pulled with emotions that they're going through the process. So uh, we're not capped out just yet, but we know it, it might be soon, just depending on the certain clients. Um, and I think as anybody knows there's certain clients that it's best not to work with them because it's not the right time for them and um, understanding to let those people go to have more space for people that are ready for the journey uh, a lot of times when we first start a business we're not so selective on the clients that we bring on because we don't have much and we learn through that process mm -hmm. and as you grow you're going to see that you're going to have to be more selective on the people that way you're less stressed in that manner and you're able to serve more people that are ready that's very true i think when you're starting i think you kind of put the concern of finances ahead right and you're like okay i just need to get anybody and everybody but when you get down to it it really has to make sense not only for the client but for you right it's not you don't have to work with everybody there's a, a, a specific culture that you're trying to build and you can't jeopardize it right and especially jeopardize how you feel just because somebody want either they have the unrealistic goals or they're just maybe not a good fit and that's okay i love that i love that point a lot such a good eye-opener for the viewers and um now this is what i'm always curious about because i know it's always different for online and in person metrics i mean how do you guys track how long someone's been with you the lifetime value i mean the attrition like how do you track those numbers and those metrics I mean, we have spreadsheets, <laughs> like, like everything. Excel's a, an awesome, you know, platform. Um, I mean, we've just, we've had good turnouts, especially because we, we stress the one year to six month agreement with us. Um, and a lot of times when people sign up for a short term agreement, they just love our service that they'll extend longer. So we have that, but we, I don't think we ever have look at the numbers specific where you know what i mean yeah it's all okay which again there's no wrong answer it's always just kind of curious. i mean i think for online it's almost like it's almost everything's kind of being tracked already because it's in one place you know um and, and that's why i think it kind of makes for an easier process there or more for like a laid-back process if you will um and so i think that's great Delilah. and so i'm going to throw a little bit of a longer-winded question here a good question in itself a, a good self-reflection question um and if you need me to repeat anything by all means just let me know um but uh basically it's what we've been discussing this entire podcast and and the three most common pillars of business we use in the fitness and gym industry specifically are going to be your lead generation right You're just getting people interested getting people through the door your acquisition which is your sales which is getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client and then your retention and ascension which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Delilah, of those three, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? You said versus retention, sorry, lead generation. Uh, lead generation, acquisition, and then retention and ascension. That's a kind of hard question just because I'm trying to think of um, where we, I guess lack you know i would say that the only thing that we struggle right now is when we built a second gym facility um i wasn't fully established reputation wise in that city so i think that people in that facility like actually putting people in 
that's where we would probably need the most focus. We have a lot of online clients, so it keeps us sustained, but again, we're paying overhead um, and we're not utilizing it properly just yet. So I would say bringing in awareness in that city, which is gotcha. Yeah, no, and I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. I think that's bigger. I mean, you can put success to the side and still admit that there's places to improve. I think that's the biggest thing, right? And and I appreciate that. I think the viewers appreciate it as well because, I mean, they might see having all the members that you have and be like, well, what, there's still room to improve? I think that's great. And I think that comes with the mindset of, of you guys being professional athletes here, right? I mean, they, this, there's yeah. always room for growth. There's never, there's never a, a satisfactory point. You're always looking to get better. So I, I appreciate the Delilah. And so, so two more questions for you here. My two favorite questions, you know, um, what's the bigger picture for you guys? What are you guys trying to accomplish long-term? Long-term changing people's lives, futures, health. <laughs> of course, everybody's that right. Um, so currently for our business, what biggest dream is to build a retreat center around these concepts. So Love Fix isn't just getting a workout in, obviously, because we're nutrition-based. Uh, we're trying to get people's geometric inner, inner self aligned. Um, I teach yoga and meditation, so Eastern philosophies. And obviously, bodybuilding is that Western type of like lifting and nutrition part. So what I tell people, it's like these two different concepts of like, killing the old self to new self and building that self-love and understanding yourself with meditation and yoga flow um, and bridging those two together. So it's like the middle way. And yeah. um, so, so building these little baby facilities and the online platforms and of course, our own personal bodybuilding journeys of going to Olympia and showing our clients we can do this as long as you put your mind to it, you don't quit um, and you're in alignment to your goals. So building these is going to allow us to build a bigger in my mind it's like a resort where it's a lot about healing letting go of the traumas in the past letting go of these paradigms that are limiting us and understanding that you are limitless and you can do anything that you put your mind to it's not going to be easy because it's a sacrifice your old self to a new self it's completely just revolutionary within your own self to go against your own belief systems but anything is possible as long as you believe and you put in that work. So that's our dream is yeah. to build retreat centers. And again, this retreat center bringing in people from all over the world. It's not just, you know, the Bay area in California. It's, it's everywhere that we tr see this truly like expanding. I love that. I love that. It's so important. I think I love how much you're putting the, the community and actually helping people at the forefront, right? You, you could have said, Oh, building, this many gyms and then creating so much more profit avenues and all these, other, but there's no focus of profit here. It's just, you're in the industry of helping people and you haven't lost sight of that. And I think that's amazing, Delilah, because oftentimes you see too many gym owners lose sight of that. So thank you. And so one last question for you, my favorite question by all, by all means, this is the best one. Um, and so I'm going to ask in a little more entertaining way here. So bear with me, but um, you know, Delilah, if you can go back in time, to when you first started your gym sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really need to hear when you first started your gym what would that advice be for you um slow down <laughs> i tell people that all the time we are trying to go grow too fast without really appreciating the experience and understanding that it's okay to be where you're at and not to go overhead yourself and stress yourself now. Um, me and Medi are extremes. So I'll explain this to you. I'm a very emotional, uh, you know, creative person. And he's a very logical slash uh, just straightforward person, right? So he's a little harsh. Um, he comes from an Eastern, uh, so he's from Morocco, right? Okay. And I'm Mexican, right? So culturally we're different. We believe different things. So coming into partnership with somebody that's an extreme, it's a good balance in a sense, but then also understanding that you're gonna go at it a lot because being super, uh, the same alpha type of energies of like, go, 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 um, we, we're not gonna back down when it comes to fighting. And when we are, he's my coach for bodybuilding, he's my best friend, he's my partner um, in this business. 
And when we have so much intertwined, it's really hard to run a business sometimes and keep respect and love uh, when it's a heated conversation where he's like really frugal. And I'm like, no, spend all the money for the gym to look nice. You're never at the gym. You're always at your supplement stores. Like there's, there's this constant battle and just knowing that from the front that everything that we go through, it's because we're so egocentric. And once we let go of being so much in our right and seeing each other more in the middle, everything flows just more at peace. And I think that's the biggest lessons that I've learned being with him for almost two and a half years is like, we're always gonna have our differences but again, it's always about what's best for love fix. And that's when we pull our own personal egos aside and say, okay, what's going to grow love fix? What, how are we going to help people? How are we going to service people better? And those are the best questions to ask instead of like, you know, cut the money budget. <laughs> I want to spend money type of thing. Mm -hmm. Delilah, that was a mic drop of an answer. Such a good place to wrap things up with this episode. I don't even want to ruin that that last part there. Like, it's a good place to wrap things up in this episode. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you guys and the gym? Um, so yeah, if you go into our website, it's um, LVFX. So it's the acronym almost of Love Fix. LVFX dot fit is the website. Um, my Instagram is higher self love underscore coach. And then Medi's Instagram, which he has like 30 million followers. So don't follow him for me. Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, his is flex fit underscore um, LVFX. There we go. Delilah, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Uh, just stick around for two more seconds if you can, just to let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. And uh, just going to sign everybody else out over here. And then um, we'll talk after. So, uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.